0: Writer director Ari Zara is an activist and a transgender filmmaker. He studied cinema in Lisbon, Portugal and Austin, Texas. Now his debut short film in Avocado Pit won the Oscar qualifying awards at both Outfest and Guadalajara International Film Festival. Now the Grand Jury Special Mention for Best Lead Acting at the AFI Festival alongside both the Best Queer Short Award and International Student Prize at Festival de Court metras de Clermont-Ferrand, France. Well And Avocado Pit has become a multi-award-winning short film. This incredible work and recognition has led to Ari being selected as a writer for Torino Film Lab 2023, where he will be developing his first feature film. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome writer-director Ari Zara and his qualifying short film, Oscar qualifying short film, and Avocado Pit to the show. Welcome Ari, how are you doing? Hi. Thank you for having
1: me. I'm very good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, how did you go from studying film in Lisbon, Portugal to Austin, Texas?
1: Um, With my academic short film, I won a scholarship and with that scholarship, I was able to be in UT Austin. Yeah.
0: What was was the experience like from uh, going from Portugal to the United States? It was very different. Uh, in
1: Portugal, we don't really have a cinema or television big industry. So there I was able to really learn new tools and new skills in order to start to develop the, these kinds of content.
0: Well, what was the inspiration behind your short film and Avocado Pit? Uh, I am transgender, uh, and I really feel that
1: we lack content with transgender characters uh, that portray authenticity and also possibilities for happiness, you know? Um, We don't have much films where trans characters are not suffering or are not being killed. So, that was where I started from, like how can I tell a story about a trans character that ends well, that gives hope and at the same time it's real. It's not surreal or oniric.
0: Was your, did you use your film to, uh, to break the stereotype? Of course, yes. Yes, I did. Um,
1: I think a lot of films are made by cisgender people. Um, and they have a particular view on a trans experience. So I think that when you give the power and the means for a trans writer to write you will have access to different stories. Uh, And for sure, an avocado pit breaks completely the stereotype because, spoiler
0: alert, she doesn't die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why did you call your film an avocado pit? Well, I
1: love plants. You can see here behind. Um, And I planted once an avocado pit. And it got to a point where it just stopped growing and i was very concerned like why is not this plant growing so i changed the vase where the plant was and i saw like a lot of roots you know the plant was trying to expand but that was not visible from the outside so i connect this experience with my experience being transgender a lot of times i was focused on the outside and what people could see and i think that I didn't give enough value for what was happening inside. And that is also very powerful. And we as transgender people really need to pay attention in what happens inside and don't be so much focused on people's opinions or people's gaze at us.
0: This is a very positive film. And you had already kind of alluded to as to why you made this film. Um, this is a this is a positive film and I know that was your intention to be more positive and not a dark one um and I think you know I think you're very very correct when you have when you have cis people making films about others they usually pick the wrong storyline or they just go after the normal stereotype but with this film You broke that stereotype. Yes. Um, I think
1: cinema can also be used as a tool for social intervention and for changing the mentalities. And I really believe that if you don't see a different possibility for you in cinema or in television, you might not believe it. So, I think that by creating these kinds of new narratives that are still real but don't have a stage or a voice, maybe we can start to little by little step by step change uh, the mentalities of the viewers and of the world.
0: You know, this subject of uh, this subject for filmmaking is very new, isn't it?
1: I think we have been having some films that portray transgender characters. Um, For example, I remember growing up with Boys Don't Cry, uh, a very tough film for someone that is trans, even though the film is acted by a cisgender woman, uh, which I don't agree to, but it was a different time back then. Um, It's a film that doesn't give me much possibility to be a trans man because from that film I understand that I will be violented and I will die. Um, so we have some films with trans characters. We don't have many films with trans characters portrayed by trans people. Um, and for sure we lack positive stories within this field.
0: Well, let's talk about your film because I watched it a few times. And the character Claudio sits in his car, watching the girls on the street. Is he wrestling with his own sexuality or is it just curiosity or both?
1: He's wrestling with both. Uh, I I think there is a lot of stigma around trans women. Um, And cisgender men, I think they fight a lot with their sexuality. They try to constrain to a box uh, because they are afraid of how can they be seen and how can they even process whatever is going on with them. So these kinds of men are very usual. They are part of everyday life because it's also a reflection of our society that doesn't really give also space for men to think about their sexualities in an easy way without being um, prejudiced. Um, so I think Claudio is like um, an archetype, you know, uh, but at the same time, I think he's very gentle and he's very open to
0: be vulnerable with Larissa. You know, uh- l- the character Larissa very strong character. And um, when she opened up the car door and surprised him when she got in because he was not expecting that. He didn't even see her there. And um, and for him, he may have never even approached her or approached uh, any of the others. And she knew this, but she kind of forced the issue a bit. Why? Larissa is a woman
1: that is very interested on knowing people Um, she doesn't really care like what is your background what is your experience it's more like i'm here to really know you and i'm creating this safe space for us to get to know each other Um, i think these kind of people are very rare people that are willing to sit with you and listen to you even though you might say some things that might offend because you are ignorant in some subjects, Larissa will be that kind of person that would sit with you, would listen to you, and in a very gentle way, try to
0: welcome you in her world. You know, you said that perfectly because it starts with a conversation. A lot of people don't want to have the conversation or they already have their mind made up about the conversation. But she knew... He was a little uh, standoffish. He was shocked first for her getting into his car. Um, mm-hmm. But the time spent between Claudio and Larissa, it broke down his defenses. And like you said, she was being very she was being very gentle in her conversation, but at the same time, she would add a little bit of, of humor because we know that humor is, is a great way to start a conversation. It can break down defenses uh, where no one feels threatened. So her character, and I should say the actress that played her, did a stupendous job in, in delivering um, that emotion and that feeling in that conversation. I have to agree with you. Gaia de
1: Mudeirush is an excellent actress, and this was only her first uh, attempt in cinema. It was the first time she made a, a film. So I, of course, knew that she had uh, this talent in her. Uh, Gaia is very talented person. Um, but I don't think anyone was expecting that she brought so much to, to the film as she does. She really carries the film uh, with very... I don't know, glass and. She yes, did.
0: She's magnetic. I, I, I don't know. Well, let me ask you this because um, when it comes to casting and, and, casting a film like this, is it difficult to find straight people to portray the, the opposite side of a relationship like this one? Like when you cast the actor for Claudio, uh, was that a difficult part two cast because of the subject matter? Not at all. Not at all. Um, That wasn't
1: um, a big concern. Um, I aimed for very experienced actors. So I think I kind of counted on their professionalism, you know. Um, And Ivo Kanellis was from the beginning very open to listen to us, to understand where uh, Guy and I come from and to be um, as gentle or as welcoming as he could to understand the the deepness of the the situation of the film. Um, But yes, that wasn't a concern. I never thought that an actor could, I don't know, be fighting or be uncomfortable with this kind of role.
0: Well, in all honesty, I'm sure that there would be some that would um uh, and but not publicly make the statement if they were going to be uncomfortable, they would just turn down the part. And uh I was you know, when I, with the opening scenes of your film, um why did you choose the the prostitute element? Because I kept sitting there thinking, how common is it for transgender people um, to become sex workers? And if so, why is that?
1: Mm -hmm. It's very common.
0: Um,
1: So here in Portugal, and I will speak about my reality. Here in Portugal, we have a lot of transgender women um, that came to Portugal, so they are immigrants. So when they arrive here, they don't have the proper documentation, they don't have their IDs correct with their new name or new gender. Um, since they don't have maybe an appearance of a cisgender woman, they have problems accessing jobs, accessing um, health care, accessing um, accommodations, how they say, renting a house so they easily can end up in a very precarious situation and working as a sex worker gives them the possibility to earn their own money uh, and to provide for themselves. Um, So unfortunately, that's a a reality and also being trans is quite expensive, you know, Uh, because you need to look a certain way in order to blend with the society, in order to access what everyone accesses. So then you end up in this um, wheel where you are almost mandatory to do some kind of surgeries, to have some kind of hair. Uh, And this is very expensive because healthcare is not accessible for everyone, especially if you are not Portuguese. Um, and also, if you're going private, these surgeries are very expensive. So, it's a reality that a lot of people recur to.
0: I'm, I'm getting to the thought that the reason why you, you picked that storyline in the beginning, because it fits the character for Claudio to be very curious, um, keeping his thoughts private, uh when he was on the phone, was that his wife or girlfriend?
1: Yes, it was his wife
0: and uh and and but you make the transition from the opening scene throughout this film, and it's very positive
1: yes, and i I must say that I also picked um that specific scene in that corner, because that corner is iconic in Lisbon. It is known because of this. Um, And the older woman that is on that scene is Jo Bernardo, and she was the first transgender activist in Portugal that also worked as a sex worker on that corner. So I know that this is not readable for everyone, but also, I know that by having that there, I'm also portraying history uh, of transgender people here in Lisbon. Um, you
0: made it very they... authentic.
1: Super, yes. That's the kind of cinema I'm going for, authentic cinema. Like, portraying real people in real time. <laughs> um and it turned out to be positive because it was the goal that I had set. I was like trying to introduce this character and the part of the reality. Uh, and then go from there to deeper subjects and bring this kind of fantasy that doesn't, that does only last one night because most of this man changes when the sun appears.
0: Well, you know, when you said (laughs) you had chose this very um, well-known corner, um, what time of the night did you actually film? We filmed, uh, it it was pretty late, maybe, I don't know,
1: midnight, 1 a.m. But previously, I went to the corner to speak with the girls. And I told them that I would be shooting there. And if they want, uh, I could pay them to have this secondary role on the film. Uh, but they were concerned to to show their faces. So we just have this kind of agreement that on that specific night, from this time to that time, I would I would be filming there. Um, and then the corner was theirs
0: again. Ah, okay. So you kind of worked out a compromise not to take the, the corner away all night long. Well, how many nights did it take you to film film an avocado pit? Four nights only. Well, that's pretty average for a, for a short film. <laughs> it was
1: the time we had, and even though we used a lot of gadgets that for me were completely new, like having this low loader with a car on top, and I was riding the low loader, giving instructions from for the inside. It was so crazy. We... We really were fortunate to have like a very experienced film crew that was really there to support my freshness, <laughs> let's say like this. Uh, and in these four nights, the the shooting really flow and it was an amazing experience.
0: Well, what was it like when you finally sat down uh, in the editing room and looked at all of the footage? Were you amazed how beautiful it was?
1: <laughs> um. I was very concerned in the beginning, but because I am a concerned person by nature. <laughs> uh, on on the last day of shooting, I was already crying because I had understood that I really love to direct. And that was also new for me. And when I went to the editing room, um, I started to see almost, the film was all, already scripted to to be edited in some way there wasn't much we could do about it um we could play a lot with times and i think that you can see that in an avocado pit that the waiting and the looks uh we we were able to play a lot with that um but yes i think that i could see that something was there but i never ever expected that it would become what an avocado pit uh, has become
0: Well, did you go by a shot list or did you go by a storyboard? No. (laughs) Neither one.
1: No, 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 no. Um, I had the film on my head. And in the beginning, I really wanted to be in the edit room. So when I arrived there, there was already this uh, shot sequence uh, aligned uh, by the script. Um, So from there was just playing playing we played so much on that film it was amazing
0: well who did the cinematography because what i loved about it was it was it was a it's a beautiful nighttime scene a little bit gritty because of especially with when it starts at the corner but it's (laughs) never it's never seedy and so you 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 still you were able to capture the beauty of the night along with the characters. So who did the cinematography? Leandro Ferrão. Leandro Ferrão studied with me
1: in college. So we are buddies from like I don't want to say the years but long time ago. <laughs> And we always agreed that uh, my first short film would be done by him. Uh, and so we waited 13 years and, and Avocado Pete, um was here for us to, to collaborate. Um, Leandro was very looking for this uh, Lisbon night that is very yellow. We really have this kind of light in, in Lisbon. It's very yellow. And at the same time, we would like to portray uh, this narrative like with glamour, that it's something that it's not done with transgender characters. You only look for decadent and, um, I don't know, with a lot of noise, you know. And this yellow that looks almost like gold, I think it's a way to portray Larissa in a very powerful way. Um, keeping the um, night of Lisbon
0: um, very, I would say, typical. See, you bring up something that I noticed in the cinematography, and it was that that golden yellow light throughout the film, and it brings a it brings a warmth to the film. Where you know, if if lighting is very um, white or very cool, Uh, it has a more intense feeling, a more icy feeling, but because of the natural glow of of the golden yellow in Lisbon, it just automatically added to the story, but it added warmth to the story.
1: Yes, for sure, and I think it uh, added a lot to their chemistry they get inside that yellow golden bubble and they seem not to be able to get out of it. And I think Leandro and after uh, Paluca with the grading, they did an amazing job together.
0: Well, what has been the response from the audiences uh, from around the world at all of the film festivals? Um,
1: Sometimes, most times, people lack words and they come to me and they do this. So I think there's something in the film that they are not able to express, but it really touches uh, them deeply. Uh, and they, I think they might be able to connect with an avocado, pit not from the trans point of view, but from the generosity uh, that Larissa and you bring to, to the film. Um, I think it's very, it's very warm, it's very fulfilling, even though it's a little bit sad it's a very powerful uh, narrative and a very powerful story that um, Gaia and Evo were able to um, to bring to the screen.
0: I think I think the sadness part that you're referring to is probably the the standoffish effect from Claudio in the beginning because he's. He's wrestling with a lot of thoughts going through his head all at one time. I mean, when Larissa enters that car, it, you know, it, immediately it was get out. And, yeah. um, but of course, she she used humor to break it down, and of course, she was very very persistent when she said, just just uh, drive me down the street, no harm in that. Just 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 drive me down the street, and then and then let me get out. And so. But it just progresses from there. Uh, the acting in this film is stellar. The cinematography is beautiful, and it is spot on. I like nighttime scenes because they can be very difficult to film. Um, <laughs> but uh, like I said, it, it, it's beautiful. Uh, an incredible uh, work of art that you have created here. But I've got to ask you, uh, Ari, what does it feel like to have your debut short film Oscar qualified? It is intense.
1: It is very intense, especially because I have I had gave up on cinema a long time ago. And only after my transition, I found a little bit more of battery to to try again. Um I don't know for me it's out of this world um even the number of festivals that we were in and the number of awards that we got it is still very it's a very weird experience for me um it's hard to believe that we together made this film and this is happening uh but at the same time of course I'm super grateful that this is happening because this is really where we need to go, um trying to bring these kinds of narratives working through affection um, in order to I don't know make the the world safer or adding something new to to cinema
0: well you've done I- you've done both those things with this film in avocado pit, and when you learned from the first festival. Uh, that you were Oscar qualified. What was your initial reaction? Uh, Because I know that you got qualified twice.
1: Yes. Um, So since I'm very new in cinema, I didn't have this kind of understandment, you know? I'm very happy for the film to be at every festival. I don't really distinguish them because I don't have a sense of value because I don't know the industry. So for me, every time we are shortlisted for a festival, I'm like, yes, one more festival. So you can imagine my level of hypeness when I started to understand what was happening. So when we won at Guadalajara, Tam from Travelling, our distributor agency, she was like, Ari, do you know that this is an Oscar qualifying award? And I was like... (gasps) Oh, my God, what does that mean? <laughs> I was very thrilled. And it's, it's very interesting because Tam, since Clermont-Ferrand, she was like, I think we could start to think about the strategy if you win this or that. And I was like, Tam, let's have some dinner. This is This is too much for me. We are at Clermont-Ferrand. Let's hold our horses and go easy.
0: Well, how much does this inspire you and motivate you to uh, create more films?
1: It inspires me a lot. And at the same time, it gives me a lot of pressure. Um, Here in Portugal, we just have one fund uh, per year. So, yes, so we get in this wheel where we are filming a short writing a feature at the same time thinking about the next short applying with another one so with this pressure um that builds within the the oscar and the the awards i feel like the time is now i need to push it i cannot lose this movement so i am in a very anxious time i confess because i feel the urge to create because i i am afraid to lose the the time you
0: know no, um, I, I understand that. I understand that, and you know when that movement is there, you you just have to keep going, ride that wave, and uh, and just just think: Ari, your film and the word Oscar qualified will always uh, be mentioned together? Yes.
1: That that's very nice. That's very nice to think about.
0: <laughs> well, you are you so are you, so you're now working on a new feature film. Yes, I'm working on a feature and on a short. Uh, the
1: feature is within Torino Film Lab um, program, and I will pitch it in next week. <laughs> in my birthday, what a what a celebration! <laughs> And the short film I'm writing with Midpoint Institute Lab. Um, But I will do, of course, first the short
0: and then the feature. Uh, You're going to be busy for a while.
1: Yes, and that's so good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, Ari Zara's Oscar qualifying short film, An Avocado Pit. This is a positive film about transgender relationships. The story is about Larissa, a trans woman, and Claudio, a cis man. They meet one night in the streets of Lisbon. Two people, two realities, who dance their differences away till morning light. In challenge, in surprise, in awe, and in recognition. An empowering story, free from violence and filled with light and hope for the better days yet to come. Hey Ari, I want to thank you for sharing your beautiful film with us today. Thank you, Dr. (laughs) Howard. Well, get ready, ladies and gentlemen. This is a film you will definitely need to see. And we will know pretty shortly which films will be Oscar shortlisted. And this one has been Oscar qualified. So, ladies and gentlemen, you can catch all of our replays of all of our interviews with top film directors like Ari Zara, as well as producers, screenwriters, actors, and more on our YouTube channel, Bond on Cinema. And we are also available on a dozen audio platforms as well. I want to thank you for watching and listening. Filmmaking is an art. And our guests like Ari and Bondon Cinema is keeping that creative art alive. And as for me, I'll see you at the movies.